0: We want to read this morning from Galatians chapter four, please. Galatians and chapter four and reading just the first seven verses. Galatians chapter four verse one. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant though he be Lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons because ye are sons, God hath sent forth his Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Amen. We know the Lord will bless his word to our hearts. Dear Lord, bless us as we turn to thee again. And to thy precious word that thou wilt speak to our hearts this morning. We want, Lord, that your presence will encourage us for Jesus' sake. Amen. Appointments are something that we must try to keep. For instance, we had to get the flight the other morning in Dublin and uh, we had a three-hour journey down in the bus. But some years ago, my daughter was going down to get the flight out of Dublin to go to Aberdeen, but the bus was held up and she missed the appointment of her flight. And Mummy had to go down and collect her and bring her home. And that wasn't the big part of it. The big part was to buy a new flight (laughs) and pay for the extra flight the next day. But we make appointments and appointments and sometimes we try to keep them and sometimes we fail. But it's lovely to see that the Lord Jesus Christ kept all the appointments. In the the chapter 4 of Galatians verse 4, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth a son made of a woman, made unto the Lord. The fullness of time, the appointed time for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. When we think of the appointed time of Christ's birth, we think of Bethlehem. We're not sure of the date and the timing of it. But we celebrate it, and there's Bethlehem and the birth, the joy, and the angels and the shepherds coming down off the hills of Bethlehem. Wonderful time. The joy of a baby being born into the home. The wise men traveling from the east, coming with their presence and the first advent of Christ. The first coming of Christ. Now we're sure of the first coming of Christ, but then there's the second coming of Christ. That's the one we like to debate and discuss and argue about. But we have the first coming of Christ in the fullness of time. The appointed time. The exact time. Prophetically, we're not going to look up all the passages, you probably know most of them, but prophetically, we find in Genesis that the seed of the woman will bruise the head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Here we have the Lord Jesus Christ being born of the seed of the woman to be the Son of Man. Now we know He's Son of God, the miraculous birth. And He would be the Son of Man, the Son of Mary. And also in Genesis, it promises us the seed of Abraham. Interesting. The seed of the woman, the seed of Abraham, the seed of Isaac. Genesis 49, it says, A promise to Judah, the scepter, the lawgiver, the prince of peace. So he's going to be the son of man. Yes, he's the son of God. He's the son of man. And the prince of peace, the one with the scepter, means that He's king. So here is the pro- prophetical statement that Christ would be the Son of Man, Son of God, King. We come to Psalm 22. It tells us of Calvary there. It says that, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He said, My bones are all out of joint. My tongue cleaveth to my jaws. And then it says, They pierced my hands and my feet. That verse was very hard to explain until the Romans came. The Romans, they invented crucifixion. We have their Calvary. Also, they shall praise the Lord that seek Him. We have salvation. And so the Lord Jesus Christ came, the Son of God, the Son of Man, to be King. He came to Calvary, He came to bring salvation. Isaiah. Is the great prophet that speaks of Christ over and over again. The virgin shall conceive. Unto us a child is born. A son is given. These prophecies all being fulfilled. The spirit of the Lord shall be upon him. The lame man shall leap and the tongue of the dumb shall sing. My, there's miracles. There's the Lord Jesus Christ proving that he is the son of God. Prophetically. Oh, Zechariah, the king cometh, having salvation, lowly, riding on an ass, the coat, the foal of an ass. The humility of our Savior. Fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies. And when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, prophetically. Sent forth the Son of Man, the Son of God, the King, the Messiah, the Christ, the Anointed, the one who would come to Calvary, the one who would bring salvation. We rejoice in the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But he came not only prophetically, but he came religiously. He came to fulfill all the Old Testament religion. Now the Old Testament religion had many ceremonial laws and Christ came to end them. The washings. Washing ceremonially. That's not. He didn't do away with washing because we sharn and we wash us as good, but he did away with the ceremonial washings. He, he, we believe in cleanliness. We did away with the ceremonial dresses of the Jews and the phylacteries and all those things. We believe in modest dressing. We believe in cleanliness. But here, religiously, here is the fulfillment of the shadow. Here is the servant becoming the son and the daughter of the church. Religiously. The Lord Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. You can see the shadows. You can see the lamb. You can see the sacrifice. You can see all the the things of the tabernacle, the temple. Then we see the coming of Christ, the fulfillment. Religiously. Religiously, we could call it maturity. The fullness of time has come. Oh, he came, and the fullness of time, the Son of God came, and it was a spiritual time. The fullness of time spiritually, prophetically, religiously, spiritually. My, when the Lord Jesus Christ came, the Old Testament believers have been looking forward to the coming of Christ. We look back at the coming of Christ. Why, we have people who would try to tell you that the Old Testament believers weren't saved oh friend they looked forward to the coming of Christ they couldn't explain Calvary but they knew there was the blood sacrifice the Lamb of God they knew so much they knew what it was to be saved when the Lord Jesus Christ came spiritually there was Anna and Simeon looking for the Messiah they they, they, they knew the joys of salvation. Mary, Joseph, the choice young couple that should have the birth of the baby. Here we are today and we look back. We see the birth, we see the salvation, we see Calvary. The Old Testament believers looked forward. They depended on their prophecies that Christ would come. And he did come and he fulfilled every, every jot and every tittle. He came in the fullness of time. The servant becomes a son, a daughter. The child becomes mature, the church. Verse 6 says, Because your sons God has sent forth the spirit of a son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Oh my, the indwelling spirit of Christ. If you go to some countries today, Uh, They don't ask you, are you saved or are you born again? They ask you, do you know the indwelling of the Holy Spirit? Here we have in Galatians, it says, they'll redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. That you and I, friend, have been brought into Christ. His first advent. The fullness of time came that Christ died that we might be saved and that we might be redeemed, that we might be brought from the law under the law into a relationship of love. Why do you wash the dishes for your wife? Is it law or is it love? Why do you take the hoover sometimes and hoover around the house and tidy up and give it a wee clean up? Is it law or is it love? How do you ladies make your husband a nice dinner and try to feed him and keep him quiet? Is it law or is it love? When we serve in love, oh my, love makes it so easy. Makes it so easy. We did a barbecue recently. and we boy's 10 years of age and he's very ill. A lovely little boy. He's in a wheelchair. He's gone blind. They wanted a special birthday for him because they reckon it could be his last birthday. They brought all the doctors and nurses to have a barbecue. Why? Because he loved a burger. He loved a beef burger. And there that mother and father brought the wee boy out. Was it law? Was it because they had to do it to show the people and the neighbours what they could do? No, friend, it was love. And when you and I begin to know Christ as our saviour, is it a legalistic law or is it love? We can have uh, what Meyer and Geiler used to talk about, structured holiness. Keeping the law. We've mentioned more about that tonight, maybe. Our love. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord comes and we're born again. That's the nature has been changed. Birth is nature, natural. Adoption is legal. Oh, we've been taken out of the devil's family and we've brought into God's family legally. There's no charge against us anyway. It can't take us to court. Can't do, do break the legal standing that we have. He gives on to his own eternal life. Oh, I love that. Here we have the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Son in our hearts. Wonderful. That little, still, small voice that leads us. Oh, my, what did we say? We said politically, or prophetically, religiously, spiritually, socially... The Lord Jesus Christ came at the social time. My, we have it there, the fullness of time. God sent forth his son. uh, And there's the town of Nazareth and Mary and Joseph. And they have the little baby. They come down to Bethlehem. They have the baby. Why did they go to Bethlehem? Because it was a social time. It was a taxation time. They came down as families socially. The lineage of David. They came to Bethlehem. And there the baby was born. And they were all gathered socially as families. If they could have sent an email down sooner, they probably would have got a house, but they couldn't. (laughs) They went down and they got the inn because it was the fullness of time. The hand of God was upon them socially. Financially, the shackle was in the temple. Caesar's currency was the normal currency that was going around, the Roman currency. And we find that the God of heaven sent the wise men from the east One of the reasons I believe that they were sent from the east because they were wealthy. They brought frankincense and myrrh and they brought gold. (laughs) Why? Because God said, I'll pay the expenses. Mary and Joseph, they had a journey to go to Egypt, hadn't they? I don't think Mary and Joseph had a free bus pass as we have. They'd have to pay for the expense of going to Egypt. They would have to pay their way. And so the Lord had it the fullness of time financially, socially, oh, politically. Yeah. Who was in charge at the time when Jesus Christ was born. It was the Romans, wasn't it? God had planned that the Romans would be in charge and that the Roman roads would be made. What for? To travel on and my when the gospel and when the disciples were called he said go into all the world and preach the gospel they were able to travel the Roman roads politically they didn't have to go and get visas and passports my what a job to get a visa for this country (laughs) nearly ask you what you had for breakfast there politically yeah God put Herod in his place God put Pilate in his place. God put Caesar in his place. We may not like Pilate. We may not like Herod. We may not like Caesar. But who's in charge, friend? God. Politically, socially, financially, all those things were put together. Over in Ireland, Boris Johnson, he thinks he rules the U.K., along with all his friends. I think it's some man over here called Trump. (laughs) I think that's the name. Who is in charge? God. And when the fullness of time has come, he sent forth his son. Politically. Everything was ready for the coming of Christ. The first time. I will go a little bit further what about the second time oh this is touchy oh he uh, it is touchy but there's lovely little things in scripture friend some time ago, a few years ago I sat with my mum she was 91 and we talked about heaven and we talked about the end of the journey and she knew exactly where she was going You know, I come out one day and I met a lady, and this is one of the super-spiritual ladies. You ever get them? You wouldn't have them in America. It's all super-spiritual men you have in America. But the ladies. And she took me to the one side and she says, how dare you talk to your mother like that about heaven and dying? Will I tell you something? When we were coming to Orlando, we tried to find out as much as possible. We phoned Ryan McKee, we talked to him, we talked to his wife, we talked to some others, what about Orlando, what's the weather like, what's the food like, do they eat Chinese or do they eat ordinary food, do they have bacon, do they have egg, what's the weather, is it raining all the time, what clothes do you need? And we were only coming here for a few weeks and we tried to find out as much as we could. And friend, if we're going to heaven, should we not find out as much as we can? Yeah. Could I not talk to my mum and tell her about the glories of heaven and that when death would come, that she would fall asleep in Christ and that she would wake in face to face with Christ her Saviour and that the angels would come and carry her home as it did. But what about the second coming of Christ? Today we are in the day of battle. Yeah, we're in the day of gospel battle we're in the day of spreading the gospel we're in the day of trying to f- bring people to Christ and in a day and age we live in we live in a day and age when Christians love to hurt each other it's like the commandos going out to fight and they hurt each other before they and in the middle of fighting they fight each other We live in a day and age when many Christians love to hurt each other and they break the unity, the harmony. But, oh, friend, we've got to encourage each other. We want to encourage each other that the Lord Jesus Christ is still in control and when the fullness of time has come, he came the first time, he'll come the second time. He'll not be a minute late or a minute early oh prophetically my when you read the book of Daniel you see prophetically you see the head of Babylon Syria Babylon that's Iraq today and then you have Medes and Persians Iran and so forth and then you come down you have the Greeks and you've got the the, the Romans and then you come down the legs and you've got the ten toes and then it tells us there's a stone cut out without hands Christ is coming back again And just as you read there in the book of Daniel, it tells us there's a time appointed. There's a time appointed for the defeat of Babylon, for the defeat of the Medes and Persians, for the defeat of the Romans. And there's a time appointed for the stone to be cut out without hands. There's a time appointed for Christ returning. I love that. Takes away a lot of the stress of worries of life, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. We're prone to worry a bee bit, aren't we? Time appointed for the nations, time appointed prophetically, nationally. Daniel 11 tells us that the time of the end, because it is yet for a time appointed. Now, we have all sorts of theories of what's going to happen. Well, when I was younger I heard all sorts of theories and we still hear all sorts of theories but one thing I do know in the fullness of time Christ came to Bethlehem and in the fullness of time Christ will come again and there's the Mount of Olives waiting for Him coming, and there's you and I who are saved, we're waiting for Him coming, and it's a time appointed. And when the Lord Jesus Christ tells us in Daniel that the image will have ten toes, all ten toes will be in order. The wee toe, the next one, <laughs> and the, they're all going to be in order, friend. We don't know all the details of what's going to take place, but we know Christ is in charge. And when he comes he'll end the end of sin. And he's coming back to end the rule of Satan. Yeah. He's coming back in victory. Victory. Coming back s- the fullness of time nationally, prophetically, spiritually. Yeah. Coming back for the the church. The the spiritual age, the age of salvation. Those which are alive, we shall ascend to meet the Lord. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Oh yes, spiritually, the last sinner will be saved. That's our job today, to try and bring people to Christ. To work with Christ, to work with his spirit, to bring them to Christ because the time will come. The last sermon will be preached. The time will come when our warfare will be over. The time will come when either we have to die, sleep for the child of God, or we'll meet the Lord in the air. The time of rest for the weary. Down the years I've had the privilege of sitting with quite a number of people as they crossed over. You're sitting with that loved one then. you hear them say, oh, I'm very tired. Some of the family would be very wise and they would say, but mommy, how can you be tired? You're in bed all day. (laughs) Ah, you don't understand here. I'm very tired sat with my mum sat with different ones sat with an old lady a while ago and said I'd love to go home she wasn't talking about her little house down the road she was talking about heaven what was she tired of? her old body was worn out with years and years and years of hard work She was tired of this old world. She had more friends in heaven than she had down here. She wanted to go home. Home. When the Lord Jesus Christ comes back, the scripture says he's coming back for his bride. Now what's a bride like? long time since we got married, but I remember it fairly well. She was a lot younger looking. (laughs) She says, ah, and so are you. (laughs) We didn't have all these laughter lines that we have today. When a bride comes to the little house of God or to the church to get married, it says she's radiant and she's young and she's beautiful. And when the Lord comes back, friend, he's coming back for a beautiful church. Coming back for a beautiful, vibrant church. I don't know all the details, but I know he's coming back and he's going to come back spiritually, socially. He's going to gather the whole family up. Going to come from the north, south, east, and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Wonderful. Going to come from America. It's our first time in America. Don't know much about it. Read a bit about Whitfield coming over and so forth, and, uh, and Wesley's, and all those men that came to America to preach and so forth. But every believer that's born again of God will be in heaven. Come storm, come rain, come winter, come what troubles. Come persecution, those that are truly born of God will be in heaven, from America, uh, from Ireland. Yeah. From Ireland. I remember getting a phone call one morning. It was one of these phone calls that I used to get. Uh, the guy says, Morris. I said, oh yes. Go down to the hospital, to Alvin. And for Mr. Hughes, they're expecting you tomorrow morning at nine o'clock. Thank you. I went down to the hospital, I went in, I said, I'm looking for a Mr. Hughes. Nurse says, oh, Reverend Baxter, we're waiting for you, come. Now, they don't normally do this. <laughs> you generally wander about the hospital, do you find whoever you're looking for? But they took me up to the room, and here's a big guy sitting in bed, and there's all tattoos and a Bible in his hand reading his Bible I said you're Mr. Hughes he says yes his nickname was Crunchy and I said what's the problem Crunchy he said it's my sin I talked to him a little time but he didn't understand properly but I said I'll give you a little verse and think about it and we talked together and away I went I come back a couple of days later We chatted a little while longer and we give him another verse. We just go gently. Big Crunchy had spent most of his life living rough. Joined the paramilitaries. But a sin caught up with him. I went in one day and he was smiling. I said, well, how's it going, big lad? Over in our country, everybody's bigger than me anyway. He said, I've got saved. I've got saved. I said, how did that happen? He said, I went down into the bathroom and I could go no further. And I fell on my knees and I cried, oh God, save me. And he saved, friend. And we could repeat the story. And not only is he saved, but his life was Transformed. transform, socially transform, every way, part of the family of God. We could go to other countries. We've had the privilege of being in China at a little hidden church in China. And there they were singing, what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. There they were in the little hidden church at the back of a rest or a hotel, and they were singing nice and quietly the old hymns that we sing. And when the Lord comes back, he's going to bring the family, the children of God, the sons and daughters of Christ from China. From the closed church, North Korea. Kenya? Some of the wee boys and girls out of the big school in Kenya. Tali, Uganda when the Lord comes back the fullness of time the appointed time everything will be financially yes he's coming back we were as I said in China but we were in Hong Kong and I, I met a businessman and we were talking I said tell me sir Could you explain the financial stock market to me? He laughed. (laughs) He says, nobody can explain the stock market. He says, there's nobody able to understand the stock market. God can. Back home in Ireland at the minute, they're all confused about financials because... We're going to put a border between Northern Ireland and Ireland and England, and how's it going to work money-wise? And how are we going to do financially? And there's the Euros and the Pound, and there's all this. And politically, oh my, how are we going to do politically? There's the Conservatives and there's the Labour and there's the Sinn Fein and there's the DUP and there's a what have you here? Oh, I don't know what all you have over here. But God said, I'll put all the pieces together. What for? For his return. He said I'll work the stock market. The dollar, the euro, the pound, the Gandan shilling, whatever it may be. I will have it all put together properly in every piece. I will do it politically. I'll have every political group in place. I'll have every nation in place. I'll have... the the nation of Iraq, Iran, the Greeks, the Romans they'll all be in place, the British, the Americans it'll all be in place coming back and when the appointed time comes and the fullness of time has come Christ was born at Bethlehem when the fullness and the appointed time has come the clouds will open and we'll see the Saviour. Wonderful. When every piece is put together, when every part, my daughter and my granddaughter love to do jigsaws. You have jigsaws over here, yeah? Put all the pieces together. And when this whole world and every piece is put together and the last sinners saved and the last sermons preached, Christ will come back when he came the first time everything was fully prepared friend you and I do it we do it if you have a visitor coming don't you get to the house and we clean up and prepare everything for them and you have a wee bit of extra food and all the rest of it if they're coming for tea and we make our preparations does God not make preparations for his coming and he will every piece and every part put in place for his second coming yes Our battles and our fighting will be over. Oh my. Today we have to stand up for truth and righteousness. Today we have to stand up for Christ. Today we have to spread the message. But there's a time of rest coming. There's a time of glory coming for you that are saved. And as we have put our trust in his first coming. We're looking for a second coming. Have you put your trust? In Christ's first coming. Being the man who fulfilled the righteousness of Christ. His death, his resurrection. He said, if I go, I will come again. Wonderful. I will come again. The Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior. Came the first time at the fullness of time. Came to fulfill all that was necessary he's coming again I don't know when (laughs) I heard preachers many years ago saying oh we're in the tribulation times and it'll not be long another few years but the Lord didn't come yet I don't know how long it'll be but I'll tell you something I'm ready I'm ready boys it's a glorious thing to be ready wonderful wonderful thing to have been saved in peace of God and salvation and we've trusted the saviour that hung on Calvary's cross shed his blood with a message to tell and something to look forward to O death where is thy sting O grave for is thy victory we shall be with Christ which is far Our Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy presence with us today. Lord, You've been good to us. We thank Thee for Thy Word. We look around us and we see, Lord, men's hearts failing them for fear. We trust Thee, Lord. We put our eyes upon our Saviour this morning, the one who came in the fullness of time to Calvary, and the one who will come again to conclude all things and to gather His bride and take her home to glory. Oh Father we're looking forward to the day we see thee. We're looking forward to sit down at the great marriage supper of the Lamb. And sit with Abram and Isaac and Jacob. And Lord there's many of us and we have said goodbye to loved ones. And they've gone on before us. We're looking forward to sit with them again. We thank thee for thy wonderful salvation today. We thank thee that the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. Lord, you've said you'll lead us and you'll guide us, and that I give unto my sheep eternal life. None shall pluck us out of the Father's hand. Thank thee for your presence, for thy word. Take us away way in safety. Bring us back this evening with a full heart. For Jesus' sake, amen.